0: Hi there and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jama's Fine Foods. I'm Vicky Newen and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120 and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. So today I talked to Dr. Thomas Lottie, who is the founder of Oasis International, where he works with his team of experts to bring a kinder, more gentler, integrative approach to cancer care. Dr. Lottie is licensed as both an allopathic medical doctor, also known as an MD, and an integrative and homeopathic medical doctor. Dr. Lottie graduated from the University of Hawaii School of Medicine in 1985, and since then has dedicated his entire life to studying cancer and developing effective treatment protocols. Having worked as an internal medicine specialist, an urgent care physician, and as an intensivist in various hospitals, he's been able to narrow his scope of practice to integrative oncology, a holistic form of cancer care that integrates the best of conventional medicine with alternative therapies and lifestyle interventions. With this in-depth understanding of the biology of cancer and 35 years of medical experience, he's now laying the foundations to an integrative cancer care revolution. How refreshing to hear all this. So welcome to the show, Dr. Lottie.
1: Thank you very much. It's very Um,
0: exciting, the work that you're doing. I mean, this podcast, One Body, One Life, is all about educating people on what they can do to live a longer, stronger, happier, healthier life. And when we came across you, we just were so intrigued by your work. So thank you for the time today. So firstly, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. I mean, obviously, cancer is such a rife. I mean, you know, it's like every single person we meet these days has either been touched by it themselves or family or friends or whatever. Um, I'd love to hear more about you and your backstory and, and how this all started for you, especially with Oasis International.
1: Sure. Um, well, uh, before I went to medical school, I was, it was since I was 14 years old, I was reading Herbert M. Shelton. Um, who I don't know if people know about him, but if they don't, they should find out. Um, he is um, probably, I don't know, I consider him my master when it comes to nutrition and uh, lifestyle. Um, he died... A few years ago. But anyway, uh, he wrote many, many books, very prolific. Um, and I was reading that about healing and health and how, what to eat, you know, what, what is human food and all that sort of thing way back when. So I never had any intention of being a doctor. It would be the last thing I would ever want to be. So um, actually, I dropped out of UCLA when I was like 19 years old and uh, moved to India, spent a couple of years there on ashr- in ashrams and then realized I wasn't ready for that this lifetime. So came back to the U.S. and uh, uh, went to finish college, went to graduate school in psychology and, studied and, and started practicing as a psychologist uh, for about three years and they kept seeing that there was a hole in my knowledge. I didn't understand um, the body. I didn't understand the potential effects that the body could have on the mind. Um, and I didn't understand the effects that medications could have on the mind. So I realized the big gap. Mm-hmm. If I, needed to, I needed to fill that gap so I went to medical school. So I didn't go to medical school to be a doctor but I went to medical school to round out my uh, my perspective and um, have a have a full database, so I could awesome. you know, help people. Yeah. So that's what I did. I kind of went through. The, I went backwards. I went uh, spirit, mind, body, and um, yeah. So like you said, I went to University of Hawaii, and then I went to New York to do my residency training at Columbia, and uh, did uh, internal medicine and uh, uh, like that, and wound up working as a uh, urgent care and critical care physician in critical care units because. I realized even back then that we we had no answers for um, chronic conditions. We were good at acute situations, so broken leg, yes. baby coming, baby coming out the wrong way, things like that. We're good at that, but um, you know, arthritis, gastritis, uh, depression, cancer, hypertension, diabetes. Um, we have no clue. Yes. We have no clue. So um, yeah. So then I I, I was did that for about 10 years, and I stopped practicing that and went around the world again to uh, study uh, with uh, people who I considered mentors in different countries uh, and um, finally settled down in New York again back in uh, 2000 or 99 or something and then uh, started what I do now, which is integrative oncology That's it. in 2005. 2004, I moved to... Uh, 2005, I moved to Arizona and um, founded the, an Oasis of Healing, which is still, still around. It's been there 18 years now. So um, it's still around. And then I came to Phuket, Thailand. Well, I came to Thailand 10 years ago and I've been... Uh, I was in Chiang Mai then Bangkok and now Phuket for the last three or four years. And that's it.
0: Amazing. That's awesome. So Oasis International is based in Thailand. Is that correct?
1: It was going to be based in Thailand. We were all ready to go, and then the, the great hopes came upon us, okay. and um, and then uh, it just kind of stopped. Okay, stopped. Yeah, so we had, it never. We never had a chance to open, uh, because there was all international travel was cut off here, and you know, people couldn't come in, so it was just it never got off. again. It was never. I mean, we were like ready to launch. It's crazy. So yeah. Didn't do it. So,
0: and what's your plan now with that?
1: Well, um, you know, I, you know. <clears throat> They're loosening up the, the, the uh, they're loosening up the restrictions and all that right now um, for the uh, for phase one of the of the Great Hoax. but the second part is coming. So we, you know, it's going to be much worse, and there's going to be more restrictions, and there's going to be more problems, and okay. you know, world war World War III is upon us. So I just don't think it makes sense for me to uh, to do that. So what I'm doing now is I had there's two clinics that I did found, yes, uh, and I I set up and I trained the doctors. And they're in Bangkok, and so I, when people come to see me, uh, I we go to one of those, and uh, I oversee their care. Um, and then, um, and then if they're in the U.S. or they're in uh, North America or Europe, and they think it's closer for them to go to the U.S., you know, my clinic in, in Arizona is still there a long time now. That's fantastic.
0: That is brilliant. Yeah. So, do, how do you find that your type of treatments are accepted by the mainstream medical fraternity?
1: That's a very interesting uh, question because when I first started. I was considered an, uh, a major quack yes a uh, bit of a maverick I made, I made quack lists, <laughs> I, uh, and uh, which I consider a credential so I, absolutely okay. so um but and the things I was talking about are now mainstream yes, They're now yes you know all that quackery is now no longer quackery so, you know, I, 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 Sloan Kettering has an integrative oncology. Uh, MD Anderson has an integrative. They all have integrative oncology. Universities, yeah. medical schools, have. but uh, they it, uh, most of it is just is just um, aware that it brings in big dollars, big uh, pounds, big euros. So yeah. because of that, they're using the name, but they're not really integrative. Um, uh, the way uh, the way you would find in a, in a in a non-conventional setting. Yes. So, but unfortunately, even with the, the integrative doctors or alternative holistic doctors that I know, most of them, if not all of them, don't get it. They're still using the allopathic model. Yes. And that model, you've got a disease, and we have to get rid of it. Yes. And that's that's a myth.
0: Correct. That's a myth. Yeah
1: no third-party entity that got into you that you need to uh, get a magic potion to get rid of. Now, whether that magic potion is a pharmaceutical drug that you would get from the uh, from the conventional doctor or a whole set of botanicals, Yes. It, there's there's not a thing that's going to fix you yeah. because the body, only the body, that's you don't right. you produce healing. Healing occurs from the body. You go to the surgeon with a big gash on your arm. All they can do is put the edges back together, sew it back together. But you have to heal. If you don't heal it, it'll abscess and open up, and it won't heal. So it's 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 there's nothing that we can do externally to do it. It's a it's a journey. So uh, it, and it's mind, body, and spirit. If the mind if the mind and spirit are not on board, um, it doesn't matter what you do to the body because the body. I consider the tumors and um, uh, like fruit on the tree. You know, yes, um, you got. to you got a poison apple tree. You can pick all the apples off, but you're going to have a new harvest next fall. So um, it's uh, you can't it's not the fruit on the tree.
0: I love that. That's amazing. But yeah, just back on that, like acceptance from the mainstream medical fraternity. Because I know in Australia, like we've, I know a lot of people. We ran the Lotus Healing Center in Melbourne for a long time. It's a natural medicine business, and we had a lot of people coming through with different ailments and cancers and tumors and so forth. And um, I guess a lot of people who came in who chose the natural route and, you know, wanted to go down that that path without using chemotherapy were rejected and not allowed to. Basically, they were denied treatment if they refused chemotherapy. So. So, how do you go with doing what you're doing? And is it okay in Thailand? Is it okay in the US to to deny perhaps chemo, or is that something that they have to have in conjunction with
1: the integrative therapies? Well, 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 well There's the key word: integrative. Integrative means you're going to take, you're going to use um, whatever modalities from all healing disciplines yes. that are necess- necessary to restore health. So remember something too we're not, uh, we're in a different paradigm. So we're not going to get rid of cancer. Right. We're going to restore, going to yes. restore health. Yes. So, um, but part of that is, you know, there's kind of three aspects to it, but part, but, but, but the second part is, um, how do we eliminate, shrink, get rid of these tumors that are there without causing harm? And that's what all of the metabolic therapies that we do are that, you know, from vitamin C to quercetin, the curcumin, artesanate, yes. all those things, B17. But, There are times when we have to use low-dose chemo. Now, the difference in, uh, and that's when you know you you know you have a tumor that's potentially impacting a vital function like breathing or uh, bowel movements, uh, eating. You can't wait. Yes. You've got to you've got to deal with it now, or it's in the brain and it's gonna it grows any any more in the brain, the person will die. So yes, there are situations where you have to. Uh, or it's excruciatingly painful and it can't be, you can't manage the pain. There are situations where, and so what the research shows, the the conventional oncology for about the last 10 years has done a lot of research yes. uh, and they've, they've changed the name from low dose chemo because they don't like that because it's too, everybody knows it and it's not special and doctors need to feel special. So they now call it, <laughs> they call it metronomic chemotherapy. Okay. They put that up like a metronome, right? Yep. And, um, and anyway, so, Metronomic has a lot of data, and it, it, it when you, and what it is is low dose in, in pretty, in, in more frequent intervals, and what they find is that it actually can stimulate the immune system. It actually, uh, its main target is the uh, blood vessels, uh, which, as you know, uh, a, a tumor can't grow one millimeter without new blood vessels. So if you, if you're blocking that, and that's what they're finding low dose chemo could do. However, it's still toxic, so we use it. Uh, only for a short time in specific intervals, um, until we've achieved, you know, the, the, the short term goal of that. Uh, but the rest of all the therapy. So, so no, and and we don't require anyone do anything. We give, give them our plan and our our recommend recommendation. And I need to know, I, I find out when I'm meeting with the family and the person, if they're all on board, if if, if the spouse is against it, then it's not going to work. If, the daughter or the mother is against it, it's not going to work. It just, it won't work because we know that the mind uh, directly affects the immune system.
0: Absolutely. In fact,
1: you could consider the mind the shadow of the immune system. Wherever Mm -hmm. the mind goes, the immune system follows. Angry, uh, fearful, uh, sad, uh, regretful, all those things will directly suppress natural killer cell function, T cell function, uh gamma interferon all sorts of things like that whereas the opposite will the opposite uh, emotions and feelings will do the opposite effect on the immune system mm. so that you know that's that's why um, you know that's why it's, it's so important to, to look at it holistically but what i see even other alternative docs is that they either focus they most of them focus on their ivs and their intervention you go in and they give a, they give some vague counseling on eating or they tell people to eat um Things that I I've learned are not are not <laughs> not, not healthy. So yes, I mean, yeah. So, but then you go to a place like in Florida. There's a place called Hippocrates where they teach you how to eat and how to um, uh, prepare foods and all that stuff. But they don't have the other side, the uh, the, the medical interventions, and they don't ha- know how to stimulate the immune system and all those sorts of things. So the only place where it's all done is are the centers I've opened, and that the reason I came here with the Thailand was to open up all over the world so that we could spread. Share this um yeah this this message
0: amazing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It's so refreshing to listen to you speak because it's kind of, you know, like you said before, like a lot of doctors are under the guise of integrative, um, you know, oncologists, but they don't do half or not even a third of what you're talking about. You know, it's like, um, yeah, it's just so refreshing. And I, I hope that you can open up in Thailand because it's obviously a lot more accessible to us here in Australia. So um, but right. getting, getting back to um the pillars, so talk to us about the three pillars that you, you well, the foundations that you work off
1: yeah that, i was i referred to that a moment ago and that's um there's three pillars um, okay first of all realize we are not a treatment facility in a treatment facility you uh, go in and by definition you sit back and passively re- receive treatment and it's going to fix you again that's the paradigm of disease um mm-hmm. the, it's the germ theory the, the the disease theory and all that um which is a false theory it's a mythology um so instead of you being fixed by some brilliant doctor, um, it's a healing center, and instead of getting rid of cancer, we're going to get we're going to restore health. And I want to give a one really I think a great example. Um, I had a man with prostate cancer. This is way back uh, early two thousands in Sedona, Arizona, and he came to me on the sixth week of our program, and with with, with tears of joy in his eyes, he was saying. You didn't tell me my arthritis would get better. You didn't tell me my diabetes would get better.
0: Wow. He was he
1: was, he was blown away, and what that I, and what what I was able to explain to him then is that now you can understand that these conditions that you just mentioned are not separate and distinct exactly. diseases. Yes. What they are different manifestations of the same problem, which is toxicity, toxemia. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Right. Right. So you clear up the toxemia, and all those things go away. So it's a healing center, but because the mind is uh, so such a, so, so critical in the whole uh, in this whole uh, journey, um, you've got to learn how to control it, and uh, that's a big part of it. We have a we have a British um, psychologist who um, went and lived with the Dalai Lama um, and became a monk for 35 years, and um, then he quit the monkhood. is now married with children, but the Dalai Lama is still his guru and tells him that uh his job in life is to help people with cancer so he works on our team um to to help with the mind okay. <clears throat> and then we we work with the body you know kinesiology and we make sure that people are moving all day long not freaking out in the gym for one hour yes. i mean freaking out in the gym for one hour is, is as unnatural as sitting at a desk for four hours yes okay neither neither of them are natural natural would be moving and bending and, and uh twisting all day long and that would be a natural life so mm. our, remember All of our conditions—the reason our body has to go through these adaptations that we call um, disease—is because our biological needs are not being met. And so, if so, the healing journey is to restore uh, is to restore the ability to meet all the biological, psychological, and spiritual needs of a person. And then, guess what happens? The condition that they that they in which they live is called health. Mm, Um, Amazing. so, So, the three the three pillars, therefore, are one is we. We help the person change their biochemistry through fasting, juicing, cleansing, colon hydrotherapy, lymphatic therapy, balancing hormones, meditation. All those things uh, will um, will help uh, uh, modify the the bi- internal biochemistry, so it no longer uh, needs to adapt and produce cancer. Cancer mm-hmm. is an adaptive. Yeah. So it's like a that reset. Is, exactly, and and um, yeah, prevents it from prevents yeah, it no longer needs to do that particular adaptive dance called cancer or high blood pressure or whatever yes so the second aspect of it and these are not done in sequence they're all they're all it's all simultaneous are what we call uh, it, uh metabolic therapies or or, or or where we target and eliminate the cancer without causing harm and yes. that's with our in, in, you know intravenous botanicals um and IPT when necessary insulin uh, potentiated chemo um But, you know, it's intravenous artesanate, intravenous um, uh, B17, uh, quercetin, uh, curcumin, uh, vitamin C, all those things. And then the third aspect, the third pillar is waking up uh, and enhancing the immune system because uh, the cancer cells are extremely clever and they produce chemicals that actually inactivate the tumor. And what they call the tumor microenvironment, once like a macrophage or a T cell or a natural killer cell shows up in that environment, the 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 biochemical milieu, the biochemical soup changes. The macrophage and it now becomes what's called a tumor-associated macrophage, a TAM, and it now works to to help the tumor proliferate. The same with the neutrophils become tumor-associated neutrophils. Mm. Um, so, in other words, um, it, it it's kind of like it's a uh, you know if you were to turn you know, if uh, somebody would were to turn a CIA agent, you know, he, you know, he's you know, let's say he's a he's a he's a he's a CIA agent in uh, undercover in China. They find out and they convince him to become a Chinese agent. Yes. And so he, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, that's what, so they get they kind of get turned. So um, anyway, that's the condition that people are in. And that's usually the reason that no matter what they do, they can't heal. So we've got to take care of the immune system. Yes. We've got to wake. Those are the three pillars.
0: That's amazing. And so do you find that, um, like, obviously, it, d- is it really important at the, the stage that the cancer is at for you to get the best results with these three pillars?
1: No, 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 no. Well, you know, there are stages where it's we, we it, it just doesn't work. Like um, if someone has can't eat and their belly is full of fluid it's called ascites, their liver has got metastasis all over it, There's it's already too, too far. Yes, you yeah. It can't. Anything less than that. So you can still have stage four as long as there hasn't been critical organ damage.
0: Okay. Yeah. The reason why I ask, I lost my best friend to cancer a few years ago and she was only 37 and she had stomach cancer, but it metastasized and she had it all in the interstitial fluid and the liver, like it just basically went everywhere. Um, And so it was stage four by the time she was diagnosed. And she did try doing different things like the vitamin C and the B17 IV drips and, you know, all sorts of things. But it seemed like it kind of just slowed down she she passed away, I think after about five or six months, but um, I think they only gave her like three months at the time. So she did last a little longer, but yeah, I guess my question was born out of, yeah, is it is it too late at that stage? and I guess,
1: well, it, it, the, I'm going to show you how powerful and how important um, the mind is. I had a woman who had just come from, she had breast cancer that had metastasized all over her body throughout her lungs. She was not, she had a, she had to be on oxygen and, um, they brought her into my clinic on a, on a gurney. She was lying down and uh, with oxygen. And, um, she had just come from her doctor who told her she had three weeks to live. Wow. So, um, she had seen my videos. So when I walked up to her to say hello, she grabbed my arm and she said, thank God. Now I know I'm going to make it.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And six weeks later, she was jogging to the, clinic and her hus- her husband would drive behind her and make sure she was okay and 6 8 years later i got a postcard from Paris. wow so, so you know is it too late uh, if the person can get get to us yes um, has that attitude now i, I want to this is a very important distinction there she said i know yes she didn't say she didn't say i believe yes. remember the word the word believe also implies doubt yeah when you say believe you it means i also doubt you yes yes Right. But, but knowing now, so for example, you don't no believe, yeah. you believe in, it turns out if you really take it down and you, and you try to define these words, you can only believe in something that's not true.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like Santa Claus and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, vaccines and stuff like that. Or, or you can, um, uh, if it's something that is true, like let's say you grew up in, in the desert and someone wouldn't say, do you believe in oceans? Yeah. Do you know about, do you know about oceans?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, yeah. So if it if it's true, you either know it or you don't. Yeah. And if it's not true, you believe it or not. And so she said, "I know I'm going to make it." And now, how do we? What's what's a single word for when you know something's going to happen before it happens? It's called faith. Yes. Yeah, and not in the religious sense, but indeed the spiritual sense. Yeah. Faith that I know I'm going to heal. So you cut your finger while peeling an apple. Don't peel apples, by the way. Eat the eat the skin. <laughs> yeah. <But let's laughs> Let's say like you're peeling an apple and you cut your finger. You don't believe it's going to heal. You know it's going to heal. You rinse it off, put a Band-Aid on, and, you're, and it heals. Yes. And that's it. So yeah. when you know this cancer inside of you is going to be gone, you don't even have to come to the clinic.
0: Yeah, right. It's gone.
1: So every cell yeah, yeah. in
0: her body, her entire being, believed that she was going to make this, and she knew she was going to survive. So that yeah. it's the language, isn't it? It's like on the cellular level as well.
1: Right. It's Yeah, it's knowing. Because, because remember, language is conveying uh, information. Yeah. And um, yeah, the information is, is in her being. Yes, she knew it. She knew it. And for the people that have any Christian background, it's the uh, the, the, the woman who touched uh, Jesus's cape as he was walking. Okay. He touched, she touched. She knew if she touched his cape, she would heal. Yes. And he turned to her and he said, "It is your faith that healed you." Yeah.
0: Not me. Right there you go. Same, same thing. It's the same, same thing.
1: Yeah. She knew it. She
0: knew just, it. How interesting. So tell us about, I mean, my biggest, my personal mission, I don't know if you know this, is to live to 120. And so this is why I'm this mission to uncover as much information as possible through this podcast. And I've got a health food brand as well. And I do lots of different things to help myself live longer and stronger. But I guess my biggest fear in this world, and particularly now is like electromagnetic radiation and brain tumors and all those types of things that we're so reliant on now, like using mobile phones so often. But what are the most common cancers that you're seeing now?
1: Well, um, you know, it's pretty much the, the, the most common are breasts and women and lungs, yeah, um, lung, you know, lung and lung, breast, prostate, um, colon lymphomas mm. are the main, are probably the main ones, but okay. you know, secondary, secondary, you have gas, gastric cancer, but what's really, um, uh, you know, uh, going back to your, your point about the EMF is, uh, when I first started, um, we would we get an inquiry for, for brain cancer, maybe, maybe once a year, maybe okay. twice a year. Now I get several calls a week.
0: Wow.
1: So this is from cell phones. This is from uh, EMF exposure. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So that's uh, you know, that, that, that's what we're seeing, but also now uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but because of those injections that people have been volunteering for, yes. um, there is uh, over a 600% increase in, um, cancer diagnosis, um, uh, 2021, wow. uh, 2020, 2021, and now 2022, it's just skyrocketing. No we're gonna surprises see,
0: there. I was, no,
1: we're
0: uh, going to see more, right?
1: More and more and more. And, and then you combine that. And then once 5G is turned on in July, I know. Um, everybody that has been injected is going to have problems. Yes. It's, it's, it's all set up. It's all set up. And, uh, so I mean, um... yeah,
0: I know, I know. It's a it's a big fear of mine, and um, I've been fighting the the, our telco has been trying to build a Telstra tower, five G tower at the back of my house, about 150 meters. And I fought it once and won against the telco, but they're trying again to put the permit in to erect this forty tower, like forty meter high um tower. And it's just, it's sickening, you know. It's like, where do we go? Where? How can we escape this? It's like virtually impossible to escape this radiation. That's like a an assault on our bodies, without you know, it's unconsented assault.
1: Well, I, well, exactly, and uh, and I, I'm not sure if you're aware of. About a year ago, the uh, in the United States, uh, the uh, whatever, what, what's the governing or the regulatory agency called? Uh, a Panza Telecommunications or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, gave permission to Elon Musk to put up 20,000 satellites. Yes, I uh, knew that. Which he, I think, he's finished by now. Uh, they're littering our skies. One of the big problems is. There's so many. Plus, there were already hundreds of thousands. Yes. Um, the concern is that the um, it's going to block the Schumann resonance, and the Schumann resonance is um, a, a resonance. It's a resonance between the atmosphere from from the from the, uh, the atmosphere and the Earth. And I forget. I think it's like seven point eight. Yes. And it is it is the resonance in which biology occurs. Yes. So yes. If yes. that blocked or changed biological life will either mutate or not be able to to exist.
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah, I um I learned about the Schumann resonance during lockdown. Obviously, we all had so much time to research and do more. And I know there was one massive meditation that took place globally. And on that day, the Schumann resonance, I think, increased because of that the energy. So mm, that mm. was really interesting to to see. But it is a scary world we're currently living in. Tell us about um the age groups in terms of are you? I know I know you you think obviously it's going to increase now that like you're saying all these people have volunteered for these vaccinations and, um, you know, especially young children as well, they're pushing upon in Australia and that really concerns me as well. But are you seeing with the cancers as well? Are you seeing younger children experience these type of cancers?
1: Yeah, well, we're seeing, I mean, even in China, children that have gotten the shot are now getting leukemias yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to see everyone. You know, the children, um, you know, the big thing with these, uh, with these injections, which we, we can't call back things. By the way, listen, when we talk about words and the power of words, realize that, that that one of the most powerful things that, that they employ um very carefully yes. um, and very wisely is uh, linguistic manipulation yes okay so it, there's not it's not a pandemic yeah number one yeah number, number two these are not vaccines correct okay N- number three don't call it a vax yeah okay or a vaccine and don't call it a jab a jab is an innocuous I'm, I'm walking through the forest and a, and a, and a twig <laughs> jabs my arms. Okay. Yep. That's a jab. Yep. These are not jabs. Yeah. These are not, so, but, 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 but they inserted that and immediately became everyone's it. I won't use it. I won't talk to people if they use it. I won't respond to it I, as if I didn't hear it. Yeah. I'm putting them on it's behavioral therapy. I'm putting them on extinction. I won't, <laughs> I won't, you don't engage, don't use their words because then it's like a video game. If you're in a video game there's no room for inductive thinking. There's no room for creative thinking or imagination. You have to follow some rule that they establish to win the game. So yes. if you're in there, don't be in their video game. Yeah. So don't use their don't use it. their words. Well, what okay, do you so what do you say? Shot. Well, you you say these injections, and if someone says what injections, okay. said, we well, you know the the the, the, the uh, experimental gene therapy that suppresses yeah. the suppresses the immune system and uh, uh, connect a. Uh, Uh, introduces an interface with artificial intelligence into your body. So those are the three that are in this injection. But but the one thing it doesn't do, it doesn't prevent you from getting some sort of uh, uh, disease that they claim. Exactly. That that would by definition be a vaccine. That's right. But it's so so, you know, it's like, don't use their work. Because then you're in their game and you cannot work in their game. So you when you're going to talk to someone, you say, look, if we're going to have a discussion, yes, we both speak English. So that's a, that's a big start. Yes. Now let's make sure that we have the same definition of the word, of words."
0: Amazing. Love it. I love it. I love it.
1: So, the, when people say, you don't eat meat. I go, I love meat. Now let's say, what is meat? Meat means in English, actually essence, ah. right? What is the, what is the meat of the subject? Um, I always eat the meat of the coconut. Yes. Okay. So if you if you understand that to be meat, then you will understand that the um, the decayed muscles of a deceased animal yes. is certainly not, not its essence. Yes, and therefore we can't call it meat. Yes, we have yes. to call yes. it what it is. Yes, call it what it is. It's called it's called a uh, uh, it's corpse. It's it's a corpse. Yes, uh, corpse flesh. And um, and then, <laughs> and then if, if you call it what it is, then we can have a discussion. So yeah. do I like corpse? <laughs> I mean, how do I, how do I like to eat my corpse? Uh, I don't, you know, so, so, right. you imagine a wife saying to her husband, um, oh, hi, honey, would you like some um, the chicken embryos and big uh, corpse for breakfast? They go, no. They go, would you like bacon and eggs? Sure. <laughs> right? So You've got to be careful. Yes. And bacon. Yeah. What is bacon? Have, I, have you ever seen bacon walking around? No. what do they look like That's are there, are they bacon you
0: know yeah i get it i get it so so just back to the question so obviously i mean for over 20 years you've been raising awareness around the fact that cancer is primar- primarily a lifestyle based metabolic condition rather than genetic disease um, and you mentioned uh-huh. that it's possible for all of us to change our body's biochemistry to create an environment where cancer cells cannot grow or spread do you want to talk more about sure. that
1: yeah well you know um uh, in a in a, a little brief summary of what cancer is, is that the fundamental, um, pr- um, activity that all life must do, whether it's a single cell or a multi-cell organism, um, and whether it's plant bacteria, it doesn't matter what it is. The fundamental thing it must do is extract something from the env- its environment and convert it into energy. So once it has the energy, then it can maintain its shape mm-hmm. and its function and it can have it, uh, uh, do its activities. So in our cells we need 56 um negative 56 uh, kilojoules per mole of energy all of our cells need that now over half of it is used just to maintain sodium potassium pumps and all these things that maintain the shape of the, the cell and then the rest of the energy is used to for the cell to perform its function so if the liver cell it does liver things if it's a heart cell it does heart things so anyway energy is number one and without the energy there's no, no nothing else happens so um we have inside of ourselves these little organelles called mitochondria, and the mitochondria are very efficient. One glucose makes 38 energy molecules. Right. So, fantastic. Now, when but because oxygen's involved in that, you know, six oxygens, one glucose, uh, uh, are in the formula to produce those 38. Um, because there's oxygen in there, oxygen is um, uh, a double-edged sword in that it is uh, it breaks apart and produces what are called, Uh, reactive oxygen species which are free radicals and so these mitochondria are therefore extremely vulnerable and easy to break down so if you're living in the 21st century and you're surrounded by emf and stress and all the other uh, unhealthy foods you're wearing clothes like here's how how many of us are eating organic and wearing non-organic underwear or women using unorganic tampons yes i mean what you know so so anyway, we have to realize that it's uh, it, it, it's everywhere. So anyway, our cells are surrounded by all this stuff, and the most vulnerable part is the mitochondria. So when they when a percentage of them gets damaged, the cell goes in. It, the cell has a homeostatic need to survive, to adapt. So it starts to ferment and mm. fermentation, and now that fermentation is inefficient. One glucose only becomes two energy molecules. Right. So that's 19 times less efficient, so it needs 19 times more fuel to, to, pr- to produce the same energy, so that's called glucose. So it needs 19 times more glucose. So then what happens is all that signals the nucleus to turn on certain genes and turn off certain genes so that you now change the entire metabolism of the cell to support a fermentative metabolism mm. rather than an oxygen. So that's it. So all of the oncogenes that we think are driving the ship are not. They're just passengers. But anyway, they are there to support uh, fermentation. So, what do you have to do? Well, y- y- if you can restore mitochondrial function, then it's no longer, by definition, no longer ferment needs to ferment is no longer cancer. Yeah. So, yeah, you know that's what you need to do. So, and um, and you got to re- so, what do you have to do? You have to remove all the potential toxins. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which is every meditation to colon therapy, everything, balance your hormones, all these relationships. If you're in a toxic relationship and you see that it cannot be healed right now, then you tell the person, I love you very much, but I'll see you in two years. Yes. I've got, I've got to live. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so if I'm still alive in two years, I will be alive in two years. And if you're still alive in two years, <laughs> let's get together. See if yeah. there's anything. And if there's not, there's not. But anyway, you you got to be that that determined and you have to understand how powerful relationships are. Yes. Uh, for sure. Right? And so... All of that goes into stop making cancer, to changing the biochemistry. And of course, cleansing, um, exercise, going to sleep early, Mm. meditate, stop lying.
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay. And so what about, I mean, you talk about as well that um, the question is not how do I get rid of cancer, but rather how do I stop making cancer? I guess that kind of feeds into the same answer you just gave before. Um, Is there anything else you want to add to that?
1: Well, yes. Um, You know, the person that comes in, let's say with a breast lump, Yep. Or or they had someone discovered a, a nodule on the prostate or the pancreas has a lump mass, small mass. They're not, if it doesn't grow and it doesn't spread, the person will live a normal life. Yes. Okay. So um, the person is not really asking me, how do I get rid of this? They're asking me, how do I stop producing this? How do yes. I stop making this? Yeah. That's the real thing. Yeah. So um, don't get rid of it. Just don't make it anymore. Don't let it grow anymore. Yeah. And you'll live a normal life. It's like a pimple. You don't necessarily want it, but it's not going to kill you. Yes. So
0: so how do you do that though?
1: Well, through, through lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah. Cleansing, cleansing, doing colon hydrotherapy. And then when, you know, um, uh, learning how to do enemas, um, uh, yep. lymphatic work, lymphatic work, meditation, go to sleep early and, <laughs> uh, and uh, exercise all day long. That means movement all day long. Yes. So yep. set, your, set a little alarm clock for every 90 minutes, get up and spend 10 to 12 minutes uh, in some, you know, vigorous type activity, mm. and then go back down. That way, throughout the day, your body is moving, and you're much more approximating uh, a natural life, pre, yes. pre-machine, pre-machine.
0: Yeah, love that. So it's—I mean, I know I'm simplifying it a little, but basically, it goes back to the mitochondria, right? So cancer is. Yeah. So is there anything? Why do we not have a cure for cancer? Then why do we not have something that can support the mitochondria to stop this fermentation happening?
1: Well, we do. We need. What we need to do is restore mitochondrial uh, numbers and function, and we can do that. We can do that with systemic hyperthermia and, or, or, or prolonged fever. Right. Um, um, we can do that with. Uh, um, there are certain peptides that will do that. Um, that will help restore mitochondrial function. Right. Um, uh, there are certain medications we can use, like a dichlora, uh a DCA dichloroacetate, which uh, uh, blocks uh, from Block, block glycolysis which is fermentation and things uh, that, that then, then the pathway has to go into the mitochondria so there are there are a lot of different things you can do and getting uh and, and all the exercise and all that sort of thing will uh increase your oxygenation so basically you just need to restore mitochondrial function so there are many many ways to do it yes and that's why we have, we have such great successes because that's what we're we're working on the fundamental um Problem that uh, results in a chronically fermenting cell.
0: Amazing. I love it. So what about, I mean, obviously you know, with all the, we've got lots of, we had the Cancer Society, I think it was, the anti-cancer and a lot of fundraising that money goes into that. And I've always thought, where does this money go? Because it never really, the, the treatment protocols have stayed the same to my knowledge. What, um, over the years, like nothing has seemed to really change and obviously the truth remains that, you know, cancer rates are, are somewhat are the same or if not worse than what they've ever been before. Why do you think this mm. is the case? And where where is that money going to research?
1: Right. Well, again, it's the uh, disease paradigm. It's the uh, military approach where the doctor is the general, the yep. tumor is the enemy, and they and they go to battle. And yes. uh, That battle, the battleground, is the human body, and that's and the uh, and the collateral damage is well being and health. And uh, so that's why it can't win. And they're only looking for more weapons. Yes. That's what they're looking. Or they're right. not looking to restore to restore health. You know, uh, people often comment that well, doctors don't take uh, they only take a half a unit credit in nutrition uh, in medical school, and that is not on real nutrition; it's hospital nutrition. Yes, but they take zero credit, mm. zero learning on health. They don't yeah. know what health is. So if a doctor doesn't know what health is, yes. how could they possibly help? How could they possibly assist you to restore health? Yes, they can't. Exactly. And it's not- it's not even in the, it's not even in the algorithm. It's not. It doesn't exist. So, and you're you went you're going to the person, and you're you're really asking for the, or You might think you're asking them to get rid of this or do this. You're really asking to be restored to health. Yes. And so, that's what you need to do. You need to focus on that. So anyway, they just come up with new weapons, and now what they're calling immuno oncology or onco immunology, uh, again, it's just targeted. It's a new name for um, mm. uh, a chemo. Yes. To chemo
0: interesting i mean prevention is better than cure and we live by that you live by that it that's that's where most of the education awareness needs to be i guess with everybody across the board doesn't it in terms yeah. of you know prevention
1: right well and that would start with uh, children and uh you know the uh, you gotta if you, if you work on it we started with, if we could teach children the truth then uh, the next generation it would grow but it yes. um, it, it wouldn't have an effect now um but we haven't, you know. They, they, the same they that started all this madness, one now that started all the wars, yeah. all of they, they uh, are educating the children. Yeah, and scary. They turned and they turned them into uh, whatever I don't know what people are nowadays. But they're cyborgs, basically cyborgs.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. And so, what about like in terms of for yourself? Um, what's the? What are the top three? Tips to living a longer, stronger, happier, healthier life.
1: If you have, if I had to come up with three, number one, go to bed early. Yep. Number two, um, eat only real food and eat it infrequently. At the most, twice a day within a four-hour window. Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, and meditate.
0: Mm, there
1: you go. But yeah, I, I can't leave out movement, exercise. So yeah, I'd have have to say there's four um, in there.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So what is your, what about for yourself? I mean, obviously you, this is your line of work. So you see it all day long. Are you on a mission as well to live long and strong and try and prevent yourself from getting insidious disease?
1: Obviously, yeah. 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 I mean, certainly. I'm, um, my, uh, right. It's not even a, it's not even a, a, a mission for me anymore because it's sort of become the way I live. I, yes. It, it, it's just kind of the way I am. So I don't, I don't, I don't even, it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. It's a happening. So, um, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, you know, eating, I don't eat until once I eat once a day for about two hours. Yes. Um, and, uh, you got to stop eating four hours, five hours before sleep. You got to go to bed early. You got to move around all day. Um, you've got to meditate. Mm. Um, and if you're doing those things and may attend to your bowels, it's like you attend, you attend to your mouth. Well, the other end of that tube, uh, you've got to attend to also. So, um, if that means... If you're eating healthy food, it's going to get, it's going to, if you're eating human food, it's going to be full of fiber and yes. it's going to, you're going to have, going to have several bowel movements a day, but, um, even if you don't. So, uh, if you consider your colon is 1.5 meters. So if you're not uh, seeing 1.5 meters of waste leaving your body during the day, then you're not, oh, you're wow. not cleaning up. Yeah. So you need to assist that. So you do, uh, you learn how to do enemas and other things like that. So, you know, people... People do dental hygiene, right, which is involves flossing their teeth, yes, right. So yes. what I what I what I think is medical hygiene is flossing the other end, yeah, the, right. With an enema.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What about the uh, colonic hydrotherapy and how? Like, I've heard different things. I mean, I've had it done time, you know, over the years as well. But what about in terms of um, the flora, the the flora, and upsetting the flora in the in the gut in the colon?
1: Well, that's impossible with a colonic. You have Um, you have, uh, I think, at least 200 trillion bacteria. Okay. So you're not going to, you know, you're going to clean them. And by the way, a a good proportion of the mass of feces, of of what feces actually is, is sloughed off uh, dead cells in the colon. Yes, yes. uh, And uh, microorganisms, dead microorganisms. So you're continually eliminating them. Remember, they have a new generation every hour. Okay. Uh, and if you still have an appendix, then uh, that's kind of the nursery. That's where they hang out and live. So they continue. They always are restoring, um, restoring the microflora in that. And remember, the microflora, in order to live, just like if you had a, um, if you had a pet dog, you'd have to give them, you'd have to give it food that dogs eat. If you had a pet rabbit, you'd have to give it food that rabbits eat. Yes. If you gave the rabbit the rabbit dog food the rabbit would die yes okay if you gave the dog rabbit food the dog would die yes yes same with the gut you know so if you're eating human food which is plant plants you know nuts nuts seeds plants and fruit of course if you're eating that then your body your 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 intestine will be filled with the substances that healthy microorganisms will survive in yes and you know take probiotics. I mean, you can eat fermented foods and stuff like that. Or you can take probiotics if you really like on if you've had antibiotics or something. But yes, don't worry about it. It just makes sure that you put the food there. You put the food there and they'll show up.
0: Mm, amazing. It's awesome. So tell us how, how people can find out more about you and what you offer. And I know you offer online courses as well, don't you?
1: Yes. And uh, I have consultations with people. Uh, a lot of people are cancer. And, you know, let's say they're in like for a long time, people in Australia couldn't travel. Yes. So, uh, so I would do, I, I so I have an, uh, a stop making cancer video series that they can get. Um, and, um, and my awesome. website, Dr. Um But there's that. And then, uh, but I would, cons- I, I, and then I work with the person um, in their home, you know, how they can take care of it in their home. And if they have any doctors that they can work with that, that are uh, near to them, that are willing to collaborate with me. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, or, um, sometimes, uh, it's better if you can't find a doctor, if you can get a, a, a friend as a nurse, be friend the nurse and have her come in and I can teach her how to mix up some of these IVs and all that sort of thing. And so we can come up with a home program. So that's what I do. And Amazing. then, um, as you know, every, well, it's seven o'clock AM every Monday morning Thailand time
0: okay which
1: is 7, which is 8 p.m. I think Eastern Standard Time in Australia what time would that be 11 11 a.m. every Monday morning I have a live stream on Instagram and Facebook um, and uh, I answer questions people have you know about about usually about cancer but we includes other things as well that's um, awesome yeah so you can find me you can find me there you can find me on on uh, at my website, drlody.com and uh, and uh, that's it. And my, my goal is to uh, is that you'll never need another doctor the rest of your life. Mm, that's my goal.
0: That's amazing. I'm in awe of you and I'm loving the work that you're doing and it's just, um, it's so incredible and like I said earlier, refreshing to meet uh, an, an MD who is so open-minded and has spent his life committed to finding ways to actually help people restore their health, you know, it's it's so rare to find. And I think um, it would be amazing, even if you wrote a book, it would be fantastic to get our hands on that. Or even if you came to Australia and did some workshops or something like that, and, you know, uh, made yourself more available to people here, because I feel like just in my circle alone, like people are kind of they don't know which way to turn, and when they feel that there's not enough support to go that path of, I guess, natural, if you like, it's um, they don't know who to lean on. So, um, yeah, the work that you, you're doing is invaluable. So, thank
1: you so much. You're, you're welcome. I'd love to go to Australia, but I you know, I, I'm afraid I'd have, I'd have to be genetically modified, right? To up
0: there. <laughs> I know. And likewise, I'd have to be modified I, to come to you. But I mean, thank goodness for internet and telephone and your lives and so forth. I'm sure people can still reach out to you that way. So that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a lady that worked with me for a few years. Uh, she's from Melbourne. She returned to Melbourne and she's there now. She's now, I think she's teaching yoga and she works with people with, Nutrition, and she's been a great resource for people. So that you know, if they want to know where to find you know certain things or things like that, so okay, um, you know, so I'm in touch with a lot of Australians. And uh, but the best thing is if someone has a condition like cancer, uh, especially cancer, yes, uh, or a relative, just find go to my website and book a consultation. And I, I there's no timing to it. I you know it, it says sixty minutes, but I, I don't think I've ever been able to finish in sixty minutes because I don't finish until we're done. Yes, it's usually an hour and a half. Yeah. an hour and because there's a lot to talk about, especially when I've read the medical reports and I've looked at the, at the PET scans and the CAT scans. And, you yes. know, there's a lot about And then each person has their own different... Um, you know weaknesses and condition and that we have to uh, deal with
0: so work with exactly well you're amazing thank you so much we appreciate you and your time and the work that you do so thank you dr lottie we will um yeah we'll spread the, the word far and wide and hopefully um yeah we'll be in touch with you again soon i'd love to do another podcast with you down the track
1: sure i'd be happy to thank you so much
0: sounds great thank you so much for your time Thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our YouTube channel, One Body, One Life, to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got a Nourish to Flourish.